introductory episode of The Everyday Woman Speaks, where we discuss faith, love, identity, and foolery. I am Margaret Smith-Williams, the creator and host of The Everyday Woman Speaks, and I'm so thrilled that you decided to join me today. This is like my first official episode. Now I'm a little nervous. Very nervous because I've never recorded a podcast before. And this is me like stepping out on faith and following Jesus pretty much. Um, Yeah, but I'm nervous. I'm just sitting in a room on my lunch break recording tons of my thoughts on the microphone and I'm still nervous. Anyway, let me stay focused. So yes, I'm Margaret. I am a lover of Jesus. I am a wife, a mommy, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and I am a comedic genius according to my friends. Side note. My husband doesn't think I'm funny, but my friends find me absolutely hilarious. So that's, that gives me a little bit of joy on the inside. That's a whole nother topic. So here we go. During this introductory episode, I just like to give you guys a little bit of background on how the Everyday Woman Speaks came about. Uh, I don't think I ever thought about doing a podcast before. I write a lot. I talk a lot to my friends, but I don't think a podcast ever crossed my mind until I was driving in my car about two months ago. And the Holy Spirit dropped this idea into my heart. Uh, Pretty much he was like, listen, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, what? Wait, Jesus, how in the world is is this going to happen? I work. I just launched my administrative firm that you told me to launch. Trying to maintain this blog schedule. I'm active in ministry. I'm a wife, a mommy, a friend. And I'm trying to squeeze in a little bit of time for myself. So how in the world, Lord, am I going to do this podcast? Jesus, you got me out here multitasking. I don't understand how this is going to work. But it was like one of those things where he just wouldn't let it slide. And as I continued to drive, he began to unfold more details about this podcast. So immediately as I'm driving, I'm speaking thoughts into my cell phone, just trying to keep up with the information that the Lord is giving me. And the Lord, so he's talking about this podcast and I'm like, well, okay, so we're going to do a podcast. And what are we going to do a podcast about? And the Lord was like you. And I was like, me? Well, what am I going to say? What are we going to talk about? And then the title of The Everyday Woman Speaks came about. And I was like, The Everyday Woman Speaks. So me and my analytical self, when I got to the stoplight, I grabbed my phone and started Googling The Everyday Woman Speaks. Is there another podcast named The Everyday Woman Speaks? Is there another website? Like, I promise I went through all the search engines. Like, the Lord God Almighty does not know that The Everyday Woman Speaks podcast is not existing at this moment. That shows you how much I need to trust the Lord a little bit. But that's a that's another conversation, another topic, another day. So The Everyday Woman Speaks was a topic that the Lord gave me. And he said, use this platform to talk about your life, your experiences, and I was like, okay, all right, I guess I can do that. And then the four, I guess, major topics of love, faith, identity, and foolery came up. And at first when the foolery part came up, I'm like, really, Lord, like foolery? And immediately I thought about the craziness that me and my friends talk about. I won't even just divulge, but the silliness and the things that we laugh at, laugh at whether it be the things we see in church or shade room post or the things our kids do or how our husbands make up us upset about something. Like we really have some foolish conversations. I knew then that I wanted this podcast to be straight authentic, like candid, heartfelt and hilarious conversations. No pretense, just truth and fun. Like a combination of suburbia, ratchetness and Jesus all into one conversation Um, just packaged with a really nice bow of truth and love. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I also knew that I wanted to make sure that the everyday women who surrounded me were included in this process. I wanted to make sure that I had conversations with my dearest ladies, my dearest girls, my sisters, my moms on pretty much those same things, faith, love, 
identity and foolery. Uh, as I continued to drive, the Lord just gave me this vision for the logo. Uh, many of you have commented on how how just dope the logo is. That's that's Jesus, and that's our my brother, and my friend Danny Roman. Jesus and Danny hooked me up with that logo. It's um, it looks just like me. I'd say it does, but it's just it's it's it's. I think it stands out. It's it's flair. It's fun. It's dope. It's it's authentic, and I think that's kind of who I am as a person. So I found that in my conversations with my friends and my mom and my sister, that despite our backgrounds, our age, our bank accounts, our career choices, our marital statuses, despite where we live geographically, despite our skin color, despite our life's purpose or our life's goals, we all desire the same thing. At the end of the day, we all wanted to do three things. That's to live right, love right, and be right. When I think about live right, I think about following my dreams. I think about making good choices. I think about pleasing the Lord, walking in purpose. And I also think about that as great as all those things sound, that there are steps and there are valleys and there are mountains and there are highs and there are lows and there are moments when you really don't think that living right is all worth it. Especially when you don't just want to be a status quo Christian. You want to be a real disciple of Jesus Christ, one whose life and whose words and whose deeds and whose actions reflect everything that Jesus is. And I thought about how most of my conversations with my friends revolve around our path and revolve around our desire to do those things and the challenges that we face in that process. Loving right. We really just all want to love right. I I know I do. I want to love my husband. I want to love my kids. I want to love my family. But I also want to let the people that really get on my nerves, like the people I really just have to take to the altar. I really want to love people that don't make it easy for me to love. Uh, People that don't live up to my expectations. People that hurt me or disappoint me or say things about me that I know aren't true. Or people that judge. Or people that um, mess with my kids. Like there's this one little, these two little girls in my my daughter's classroom that I really have to pray about loving them. Because when you mess with people's kids, like that just changes your whole personality. This is the kind of love I'm talking about. I just want to love right. Like love, love right. Like love so that Jesus is pleased with me loving right. Not love right in just the things that you give people or what appears to be love, but authentic love. That 1 Corinthians 13 love. So I've talked about how I want to live right, love right, but I also want to be right. And to some live and being right may be the same thing, but I don't interpret it that way. I think, well, when I first think about be right, I'm a church girl, you guys, born and raised in a church, Baptist church, to be honest. Um, And when I hear be right, automatically the songs be right by Keith Wonderboy Johnson plays in my head. I'm not even going to sing it. You guys can go on YouTube, but my church girls know exactly what I'm talking about. And he says, he talks about being right and how he just wants to be right. Oh my gosh, I wish I could really sing on this podcast, but I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of the whole wide world. Anyway, he talks about being right. And when I think about be right, I think about the song and I also about think about being right on the inside and being right on the inside to me means having that purity of heart. I grew up with my mom consistently saying, Margaret, no matter what happens in life, no matter what you experience, no matter what someone does to you, you have to make sure that you maintain a pure heart, a clean heart. God honors a pure heart. God honors a clean heart. And, uh, I heard it all the time, all the time, and I don't think I understood it, but the older I get, the more I understand it and the more it resonates in my spirit, the importance of it. 
And I also think about the scripture that says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it springs the issue of life. Everything starts internally and what we allow to sit on the inside of us, what we allow to saturate. And so our soul and so our spirit ultimately comes out. And that purity of heart is important because if we allow unforgiveness and resentment and hatred and bitterness and just disappointment to sit and wallow inside of our hearts, it becomes our countenance. It becomes a part of our choices. It becomes how we speak, how we think, how we feel, how we interact with people. And I don't want to be like that. And sometimes life and experiences cause us to go through those valleys of disappointment and despair. But the key is coming out of it and not staying there. With being right, I also think that it also means having that in internal contentment, being happy with who I see when I look in the mirror, being happy with where I am in life, where God has me in life, what season I am in life, being content with the work that I'm doing, being content with my turn. And that's a tricky one. I think everyone has a turn in life. And sometimes we get so caught up. I included, I'm raising my hand. We get caught up in everyone else's turn and where they are in life and how much they've accomplished, how much they've earned, um, how much success they've gained. And we lose sight of where we are and being content and being at peace and knowing that God's got us, that there's a specific timing for our lives and for our season and that God um, does not fail, that he does not forget him not forgetting is is powerful because sometimes well often men men forget people forget how much you've worked people forget how much you sacrifice but having that internal contentment knows that god god has you and that he won't forsake you and that he won't leave you and that he has your best interest at heart internal contentment is a daily struggle i think for me especially when we live in the world where we're so digital and everything is social there is instagram there's facebook and there's I'm not even on Twitter but Twitter and all these other places that that people reveal their lives and reveal their stories and reveal their success to you and sometimes it can be very intimidating and you can be like okay God when is my turn when am I going to get there but I just want to be in that place of internal contentment and my friends and I talk about it all time of being happy where God has us Um, whether it be being a full-time mom whether it be serving in ministry full-time whether it be working behind the scenes being content that you are where God has you at that season and that when your time comes he'll take care of it with be right I just want to go back to this subject of purity of heart being right for me also goes back to Matthew 5 8 that says only the pure in heart shall see God and a lot of times I believe that people equate the scripture with seeing God physically, meaning the the eternal aspect of it. Like if I accept Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior, um, I maintain, you know, I maintain a pure heart that I'm going to see him um, when I pass away, when I die, which is true. But I don't only want to see God when I die. I want to see God in my day to life. I want in my day to day life. I want to see God um, work in my family, work in my children, work in my marriage, work in my endeavors and the things that I dream about. And God can only move um, without any blockage or without any hesitation if my heart is pure he can only do the things that he wants to do in my life and take me to the places that he wants to take me to if I operate from a pure a pure space and there's so much more to that and we'll talk about that as the time progresses I don't want to keep you guys long I've been rambling for forever but that's pretty much all I have for now Uh, my lunch break is almost over and I got to get back to work but uh, my hope for this podcast is that it will be It would be a shared experience for us all. 
that the things that I and my girlfriends have experienced in life will resonate with you, that you'll be reminded that you're not alone, that you'll be encouraged, and that you'll embrace and walk boldly in whatever season in life and whatever calling God has for you. I also want you to laugh a lot. I want you to smile and have fun because life is way too challenging to be grumpy all the time. I'm just saying. So thank you again for tuning in to this introductory episode of the Everyday Woman Speaks. Stay tuned for the next episode. You can follow me on Instagram at the Everyday Woman Speaks for updates. Until next time, my prayer is that you'll live right, love right, and you'll be right.